Welcome back to the Garden Path Podcast. I'm your host, Misty Little. When I started this podcast in November 2015, I didn't know that I would still be thinking about and going about producing the podcast in autumn of 2022. Little did we know in 2015 what was going to lie ahead of us, and certainly not a pandemic. I was actually going to take an extended amount of time off from the podcast when I thought about signing the podcast off indefinitely at the end of December 2019, but mere months later I found myself at home, like everyone else, but I was talking into my portable microphone while I wandered around my front yard and seemed like the thing I needed to be doing at that time. I've been keeping the podcast going since then, taking longer breaks between so-called seasons. During this time, I think about ideas for the podcast and topics I want to talk about, guests I want to interview, making my own way in the podcast world, and trying to separate out the podcast from all the other gardening podcasts has been tricky, which is what I spent my summer doing this year. The early pandemic helped me ease into more solo episodes, and I've been doing more of them over the last two years, and that will continue. My focus will continue to be on native plant gardening and on ecology in general, and will also be including guests in the mix as well. While I know I have listeners from across the United States and sometimes other countries, I do tend to stick to topics that pertain to Texas or the South in general, as both regions tend to suffer from a lack of good gardening information. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'll give a short introduction again. I garden just outside of Houston, Texas, and I'm originally from suburban Fort Worth. I spent about eight years living in Florida, where my love for gardening really took off in a humid subtropical zone 10. I've been back in the Houston area for 11 years and growing in my current location for 10 years. We're fortunate to have a little over an acre in what a decade ago would have been called semi-rural, but is now quickly becoming suburban with the expansion of highways and increasing subdivisions. There are deer that wander the property and armadillos, which are very cute but pesky, and sometimes a stray possum or two will take up residence in the yard. We've only recently finally seen evidence on our gam cams of a coyote, but we've always known they are here. We live on a pond shared with others in the community, and sometimes we see beavers and more rarely otters. So because of the deer issue, we have a finced off edible garden, which we have spent the last year rebuilding. The cedar beds we installed nearly a decade ago had finally fallen apart, and we installed more permanent and functioning concrete beds, which we're really loving. We still have a few more smaller beds to finish before we can call that complete, but it's been a wonderful to finally be growing in that space again. Closer to the house, we have our more formal flower beds, which are a constant source of frustration because of the deer. And we've kind of learned that any plant labeled deer resistant is usually not true. The mint family, which is pretty wide ranging, has become a favorite of mine because of its unpalatability to deer. By day, my husband and I are biologists and are very interested in native ecosystems and what's growing around us. When it isn't 100 degrees, we can be found hiking or exploring the parks around us. I'm a huge fan of iNaturalist and learning more about flora and fauna. There have been multiple times we've both come up with we've both come up with county or even possibly state records for species just because we happened to notice something interesting and took a photo of it. I've got an entire episode dedicated to how I use iNaturalist and I will link that into the show notes for this episode if you're curious on how to use the app. This season, I want to bring native plants to the listeners, both in a scientific aspect and a practicality aspect. I want to challenge some thoughts we have about native plants, how the horticultural industry deals with native plants to the public, and how we can all work together to break down some of the barriers to entry in the native plant world. I also want to encourage gardeners to think beyond their own gardens, to take notice of the local parks and preserves around them. It goes back to that iNaturalist discussion a minute ago. You can't appropriately understand how your own gardens work 
in a native system if you aren't tapped into how ecosystems work in a more natural state. And that would even go for understanding how development, local agencies, and beyond impact the world around us. For some regions, this may mean flood control and recovery issues in regards to the expansion of development into former prairies and floodplains, such as Houston, or how expansion of the development in the Texas Hill Country puts pressure on the local aquifers and habitats there. And even further west, how our gardens and ecosystems are responding to fire and climate change. Whether you live in an apartment, and garden on a balcony or you live on 10 acres an hour from a major city we all have an interaction with nature and our local ecosystems this season i'm aiming to release an episode every week or every other week pretty flexible about this which is probably a detriment to podcast ratings and subscriptions but i don't tend to play by the rules for all of that to keep in touch with the podcast you can also subscribe to the newsletter which i send out once a month you can find that at thegardenpathpodcast.com, where you can find a backlog of episodes from over the years, as well as my contact information. I look forward to a wonderful new season of the podcast, and if you ever have suggestions on a potential guest or topic, please do let me know at thegardenpathpodcast.gmail.com. I would certainly love to hear them. Welcome back to the new season, and until next week, happy gardening.